you're tuned in to the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. All right, everybody, welcome to today's broadcast, Focus on Jesus and Not the Storm. Focus on Jesus and Not the Storm. That is the title of today's broadcast, and I do hope that you will listen until the end, because I think this is going to set you up for success in more ways than I can even express in this introduction. Uh, This last weekend in Nashville, Tennessee, we were hit with another tornado. This is the second major one that I've experienced since I've lived here. Uh, This one happened to be in the city where I live, in Hendersonville. And so we literally were in the epicenter area uh, of the um, tornado where it hit. Now, praise God, we were about two miles away or maybe a little bit more than that, but not much from where the major damage occurred. However, we felt it, we heard it, and we sought shelter, and we were in a very vicious storm. It kind of reminds me of the Northridge earthquake that I was also in Northridge at that time. So many, many years ago, I was in Northridge during the Northridge earthquake in California. That was back in the early 90s. And uh, that was pretty crazy. That was pretty crazy indeed. There were gas mains blowing up and no power. And first responders couldn't come and answer calls because they were inundated It was kind of every man for himself, and uh, there was a lot of aftershocks, and that was a crazy time. I I don't know if you recall, but remember the the, uh, freeways collapsed, people died, many people died, and then again, just recently, here this weekend, this last weekend, uh, here in Hendersonville, four people, I mean, I think it's six people now that have died, very tragic, Uh, could have been a lot more though, actually heard some amazing stories of bravery from the first responders that spent much of the night rescuing a lot of young kids from a collapsed building. And we will uh, uh, update you on any new information that we hear. But from what I've heard, all of the kids escaped, praise God. So uh, there's a lot of heroes, unsung heroes, people that uh, we don't even realize how much they've done to help and save the lives this last weekend. And so when the storms of life come, we've got to focus on Jesus. Now, this is a literal storm. But many of you are going through a a different type of storm. Maybe it's a very difficult marriage. Maybe it's a financial crisis. Maybe it's something with your health. Maybe you're dealing with very bad anxiety, stress, fear, doubt. We are in very turbulent times. And these times inundate us with messaging that is extremely difficult to process. There, there are many things that are happening at once that can overwhelm us in our human finite brains where we feel like we are just being hit from every different direction. And sometimes I feel overwhelmed. And so I want to start with the scripture, Nehemiah 8.10. Nehemiah 8.10, it says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We've got to have the joy, the peace, that passes understanding. But how do we really do that? I mean, I know you, know, you go to church, you hear a great message, or you listen to somebody online, and, and there's a lot of things that are said, and we, we, we hear them, and we agree with them, and we want them to be, you know, how we respond. We want to be like, okay, yeah, that's right. That's how I should be. But applying those things is not always easy. Can I just be real? 
as a pastor, I preach things that I have to hold myself accountable to. In other words, I'm preaching something, trying to encourage other people, and here I'm dealing with discouragement. Well, I got to keep it real. I can't sit here and fake it like I'm just super happy when I'm actually discouraged. So what do I do in these scenarios? Well, we're going to navigate life storms today, and we're going to dive deep into our faith. We're going to explore the scriptures for guidance in the midst of these many challenges. One thank you for tuning in. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado. This is The Remnant. Today, we're going to be discussing the storms of life and how God's word provides us with all the strength and all the hope that we will ever need. Let me go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you today seeking your wisdom and your comfort as we navigate the storms of life. Open our hearts to your word and may it bring peace and assurance. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, in Matthew 8, 23 through 27, this is a scripture set that I read a lot during the beginning stages of the pandemic when I didn't quite know what was going on. I know many of us were trying to figure it out. We were asking the Lord and the Lord started guiding me showing me the tyrannical plans and the evil plans that they had and that there was much more to the story than what we were being told. But in the initial stages, I remember Jesus spoke to me. God spoke to me in my prayer time, still small voice in my spirit. And he took me to Matthew 8, 23 through 27. And in this scripture set, Jesus calms the storms. Remember that? He demonstrates his power over nature. But in our own lives, storms come in various forms. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, financial hardships. How many of you are dealing with financial hardships right now? If that's you, just just say that's me, even though I'm on the radio. Let the Lord hear you. Yes, Lord, I'm dealing with that. You know, finances are a pain, especially today with the inflation. This administration has not helped with their policies, by the way. But the, the financial storms that many of us are dealing with are, are they really take us to the core. They really, it, it hits you because it's like you feel like, you know, no matter what you do, you're working so hard. You're doing everything you know how to do. You know, you're, you're just, you're exhausted. Many of you are exhausted. And I understand what you're saying. Just exhausted. You know, here at the ministry, a lot of people think that we have all this money. We don't. In fact, uh, there are times when I have to really get on my face and cry out to the Lord. Because we have bills every month that we have to pay. And sometimes we barely make those bills. And I think to myself, I'm just, can I just share something with you for a few minutes here? I look at other ministries sometimes and I say, you know, how do they have all this money? And I, and I think of some of these big mega churches and things like that. And, and then I think about the, you know, the sacrifice. I mean, my family has, you know, had to deal with all the stuff that I've had to deal with in the last couple of years. I've been threatened. I've had the government challenge me in different ways that I can't really speak over the airwaves, but, you know, targeting. Um, There's been things that I would never have even imagined that I've had to walk through. And I'm not trying to say, I, 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 me, me, me. What I'm saying is if you're out there speaking truth, I mean, look at Facebook, look at some of these social media sites. They constantly are flagging our posts, removing our content, saying we're violating their standards. We can't even talk freely anymore. And so if you're out there speaking the truth of the word of God, you're standing for righteousness, biblical marriage. If you're standing for the, the, the law of, of the scripture, what's true, what's just, what's holy, there's a, there's, a, there's a price on your head from the enemy and the demonic. There's a target on you. 
And so the devil is constantly trying to wear us down. And in the area of finances, this is a big one because it really takes everything in us to trust God that he's going to come through for us, especially when we don't see the money there to pay the mortgage, to pay the car bill. What about health insurance? Such a pain, so expensive. So I want you to know that God understands your financial challenge. He understands your health issue. He understands emotional turmoil that you may be going through. And I'm not here to belittle emotional turmoil. It's very real. Anxiety is very real. Stress is very real. In fact, stress takes a a toll on your body and on your health. And so a lot of times as Christians, we feel ashamed if we're dealing with these things because, you know, the Bible says we're not supposed to. And so what we do is instead of admitting that we're going through these things, we bury it or we don't talk about it with too many people. And inside we're struggling. And I'm just here to tell you, I'm no different than you. I struggle with these things. Just over the weekend, in fact, I was, uh, last weekend I was texting one of my dear friends and I said, I'm, I'm battling discouragement today. Please pray for me. And as a pastor, it's hard to admit that because if you admit that, that means, you know, you're not having full faith. You got to have the faith. You know, you got to put all your faith. You can't, that's not of the Lord. And I know it's not of the Lord, but does it mean that I don't deal with it? No, I do deal with it. I have to rebuke it. I have to get in the secret place. I have to turn on a message to feed my soul. I've got to spend time in prayer. I got to do something to pull myself out of that rut that the devil's trying to get me in. And so we all deal with these things. The emotional turmoil is very real. It's a way that the, the demonic, I believe, uh, oppresses us, tries to, you know, lying spirits. I see it all the time. The reason why I believe in this so strong is because as a pastor, I'll tell you, I'll love somebody in my church. I mean, they'll be like one of my favorite people and the enemy will mess with their head and they'll come to me and say, Pastor Todd, are you mad at me? Or Pastor Todd, do you not like me? I say, where would you ever get that? I I love you. I think you're awesome. And they'll say, I don't know. I've just been feeling like you don't like me. See, this is the tormenting spirits that the devil messes with us, messes with our head. It's a lying spirit. And so we identify it. Okay, it's a lying spirit. Okay, the Lord is going to take care of my health because he says that, you know, by his stripes we're healed. I have to believe that he's, he's going to heal my situation with my finances. How do we do these things? How do we really do these things? I'm, I'm not just like, not the cliche or blessed and highly favored. How do we really do these things? Well, this is what we're going to talk about. Focus on Jesus and not the storm. I really believe we need to have this conversation today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. Welcome back to The Remnant. Pastor Todd Coconato here. You can find our information, our website, pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org. If you go to the toddcoconato.com slash find me, it shows you all of our social media accounts where we post on a regular basis. And that's helpful in today's world with all the censorship. PastorTodd.org or ToddCoconato.com slash find me. And that'll show you all the places we post. But ToddCoconato.com and PastorTodd.org, those are, you can find everything there with the menu. I recommend you go to PastorTodd.org because that's the uh, central hub, as we call it. And pretty soon we're going to have an app. I'm very excited about this. We're going to have an app pretty soon. All right, let's get back into this very important conversation because I know you feel me. If you're a Christian, you've been a Christian for a while, or maybe you're just a brand new Christian. It doesn't really matter. 
the devil tries to get us with discouragement. And the problem is, the problem is, is that we're not really permitted freely to discuss these matters in the Christian society, in the Christian world. Because when we do, some people look at us like, oh, well, then maybe they're not really doing what they're supposed to be doing. Or maybe, maybe there's something wrong with them. I'll tell you this, like in the ministry, if I say, hey, we're not really getting the finances that we need to fund the ministry, people say, well, is there something you're doing wrong or you're not trusting God enough or, and I don't really believe that's what it is. See, I believe that a lot of these big ministries, uh, not, not the remnant ones, but I'm talking about the, the ones that have sold their soul or that are just preaching something that is not really biblical, you know, more inspirational and the ones that, um, are kind of in line with the deep state, you know, those guys, I think they're getting some type of funding just between you and I, I think they're getting some type of funding and I don't think it's all from the folks. I think they get some nefarious funding, if you know what I mean. So the remnant pastors, the people that I know there's some remnant pastors that listen to this broadcast, remnant ministries. So you're more, you're more kind of dealing with what I'm dealing with. And we try to figure this out. So this is where the devil messes with my head and discourages me because in our Christian world, they'll say, oh, you must not be doing something right. Or, you know, you should be receiving the blessing of the Lord. So if you're not, you know, is there sin in your camp or, you know, are you not trusting God enough or maybe you're not sowing enough? And listen, I do sow a lot. We, we give away so much. I mean, I'm not here to brag, but I'm just saying we give away a lot. So, I, you know, I, I think my heart is pretty pure. I'm not saying I'm perfect. But are, do you know what I'm talking about? So it, maybe in your situation, you're dealing with a financial challenge and people have said, well, is there an area of sin? You know, are you not trusting God enough? And you really are trusting God. Well, I want to encourage you. I believe that the remnant folks deal with these things. I believe we deal with these things. And it is, listen, God always provides. But, you know, I'm not exactly flying around in a bunch of private jets all the time. You know, I'm not, I'm not I don't have a mansion. I don't have, you know, millions of dollars. Some of these folks do. And look, you know, if God has blessed them and they haven't done anything to compromise, praise God. I'm not, I'm not hating on them. But if, if you're dealing with similar things like I am, where there are some financial hardships, then I don't, I, you know, just search your heart. But I mean, if, you're, if you are following the Lord and he is providing, I believe the Lord just wants us to focus on him. So how do we do this? Well, we find a peace amidst chaos. You know, the Apostle Paul reminds us in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. He says, do not be anxious for anything, but pray and find God's peace. So how can we apply this in the midst of our storms? How do we apply peace that pass understanding according to uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7? Be anxious for nothing, but in all things in prayer and supplication. So we've got to find this peace. Okay, let, let's, let's talk about this peace. How do we find it? You know, last night I was in my prayer closet. And, you know, it's actually a room. My, I call it my upper room. My wife was sleeping. My daughter was sleeping. And I started just getting on my knees and just really crying out to the Lord. And I was dealing with some of these things. And I said, Lord, I'm dealing with discouragement. Why am I so discouraged? He started filling my heart and just showing me the beauty of my daughter, the beauty of my wife, how he gave me these precious, priceless gifts. I started having a, an understanding of how blessed I am, that I'm healthy, that I have a home, I have a roof over my head, I have vehicles, I have people that love me. He started right-setting the areas in my life that I tend to take for granted. And, you know, even my marriage. 
You know, I remember I prayed for my wife for so many years, so many years, and God blessed me with a beautiful wife. But the enemy's always trying to make it look like the grass is greener on the other side. And I say to those that think that, I say, if the grass is greener on the other side, it means you're not watering your own lawn. How true is that? See, the truth is, the devil's always trying to make it look like everything else is better than what you got. And I'm not just talking about your spouse. I'm talking about your finances. I'm talking about your job. I'm talking about your looks, everything. That's covetedness. In fact, the scripture says, don't do that. It's one of the commandments, in fact. Don't covet thy neighbor's wife. Don't covet people's things. Don't covet somebody else's position, their job. So this is one of the key areas that the devil has been using against us as Christians, as believers, since the beginning of time. For us always to compare ourselves to others and then make us feel like we're missing out or we're less than. This is one of the key devices of the devil. He also wants you to think your situation is so much worse than everybody else's, when in reality, it's not. In fact, I I often think about the people that are in the third world. I think about some of the folks that are dealing with, like in Armenia right now, where they're dealing with a potential genocide, you know, in, in in a very horrible conflict with Azerbaijan and what's happening over there. What about in China, Christians that are underground, the underground church? What about if somebody was a believer in North Korea? Could you imagine that? Or in parts of the Muslim world? the Coptic Christians, these people are under heavy persecution, heavy. I mean, I'm talking like next level that we couldn't even understand. We can't even wrap our minds around what these folks deal with. Think about during World War II or some of the world wars. Are those people's lives any less than ours? I mean, we've been pretty blessed, if you think about it, very blessed. So why is it that then we feel like we're missing out or we're our situation's worse because... That is a tactic of the devil. As long as he can keep us focusing on those things, our mind is not in the right place. That's what the Lord says when, he, when he's telling us to renew our mind. Don't be conformed to the things of this world. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't compare your journey to somebody else's journey because you don't know the price that they've had to pay. You know, I always say this because a lot of people see the ministry now, but they didn't see it for the last 24 years or so. It's it's easy now to look and say, wow, Pastor Todd, you're blessed. Well, yes, I am blessed. But, you know, many people don't know the story. They see what I say is the glory, but they don't know the story. Well, first of all, it's not glory like you think. There's actually a tremendous amount of warfare. And honestly, there's a lot of times when I think, do I really have to do this, Lord? So it's not as it appears. People have made it look like ministry is so glamorous. No, if you're in ministry, you know. It's not. If you're really doing ministry, it's not really glamorous, but it is worth it. But so is a Christian, our, our walk. It's worth it because we're on our way to heaven. We're, we're, our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We're going to rule and reign for all eternity. But we got to get into this conversation a little bit more because, see, now we're getting somewhere here. What's, what's real? I mean, how do we really measure our life as opposed to what some other folks are going through. The, the real comparison, the real root. Can we get to the root of what's causing some of this? Can we let, Let's do that. Stay tuned, pastortodd.org. We're going to get to the root of this. You don't want to miss this.
Welcome to the Todd Coconato Show. Segment three of the broadcast right now. Thank you. If you just tuned in, we're talking about mm, the storms of life, but focusing on Jesus. What does that really look like? Let's get, we're getting real today. What does it really look like? What is the thermometer that we're using to measure our, ourselves, our life? What, what is the actual, you know, what, what is the, 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 the system of measurement that we're using? We're, are we comparing? Are we, are we feeling like we missed out on something? What, what is it that is, what's really going on? What's the root of our situation? Well, a lot of it is false expectations. And that is pervaded by media and movies, television, all that stuff, pop culture. We're told this is success. This is success. Is it really success, though? No, it's not, because I, I came from Hollywood. I'll tell you right now, those people are miserable. But for some reason, people don't believe what I'm saying. Well, because, you know, they, they're, they're caught up. They're caught up in the narrative. And that's understandable. We're, we're all kind of caught up in this narrative a little bit. So there is this guy. Uh, I don't really know who he is. I guess he's a reggaeton guy. His name is Daddy Yankee. This is what he said. He said, for many years, I've tried filling a void in my life that no one could fill. I tried finding a purpose. On many occasions, it seemed as if I was happy, but something was missing for me to feel complete. I have to confess that those days are over. And someone was able to fill that void that I felt for a long, long time. I realized that for everyone, I was someone, but I was no one without him. Throughout the years, I was able to travel the world, win many awards, applaud and praise, but I realized that something that's in the Bible. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Man, that brother's a man after my heart. He's a man after God's heart. He gets it. He understands. The truth is that's, that's the reality. So we've got to look, this, look at the system of measurement that we're using, and that will help us to identify the root of our issue. If we're using the world's system of measurement, whether it be finances, whether it be your position, your family, your spouse, your marriage, whatever it is, your kids, your home, whatever it is, if you're using the world's system of measurement, you're not going to find contentment. You're not going to find peace. And the anxiety of this world, that's, that's what it's all meant to do. The, the news right now, all the different stuff that they're constantly pushing, the images, every, those things, the enemy uses that to keep us in a state of anxiety, fear. Fear is a major one. And so we, we have to understand how to process these. We have to look at the things of the world and say, that's actually not true. Now, this takes a discipline. This takes a discipline. And, and it's not going to be something that happens overnight. Maybe it will. But it took me many, many years. And I'm going to admit, I'm not 100% there. But I'm getting better at it. See, last night when I went in my prayer closet, the Lord started level setting. He started right setting my system of measurement. See, my system of measurement yesterday was off. I was getting discouraged because I was comparing. And I was asking the Lord, Lord, why is it that we can't get a building for the church yet? You know, we're still in a very small space for the RRC in Nashville. It's, it's a blessing that we have it. But the deal is, is that we can't even fit all the folks that we want to fit in there. And so I've been at, why, why do all these ministries have these massive buildings and millions of dollars in assets? And why is it that, that we, we can barely even thank God we have this building, but you know, Lord, why can't we get a big one? 
And he started level setting. He started showing me, hey, you know what, Todd? You're blessed. You're blessed you have this building. You're blessed you have this ministry that I've given you. You're blessed you have the people that are coming. He started changing what would look bad. And then all of a sudden, it started, I started being so humbled that he would trust me. He showed me his heart. And what, what one, one minute looked one way, all of a sudden, I felt gratitude and, and just, wow, God, you would actually allow me to pastor this group and this amazing online remnant community of thousands of folks. And, and there is a lot of work being done, and there are lives being set free by the blood of Jesus Christ and by the power of his Holy Spirit. And wow, I get to travel around the country and go to different crusade events and different churches and meet with different people. See, the whole thing was God, God changed my perspective once I entered into prayer. And the Holy Spirit started showing me the reality. Now, I'm just giving this an example because, hey, that's all I can do is show you from the, the perspective that the Lord showed me. And so forgive me if I'm, I'm giving you a bunch of stories about my life. I don't like to do that personally. But the reason why I'm doing this, I think it'll help you. Because if you can apply it to your situation, it's the same thing. When you go into the presence of the Lord and you say, Show me from your perspective, Lord. Show me from your eyes. You know, I, I, is there a storm? Yes, there's a storm. But I focus my eyes on you, not the storm. Because Jesus is in the boat. And he is going to calm the wind and the waves and the storm in your situation. And all of a sudden, what seems like you're lacking turns into appreciation. We've got to learn to trust God's plan. In Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says this. Well, he urges us to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, to lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct our path. How does trust in God's plan help us weather the storm? It changes the center of gravity. It changes the way we look at it. We look at it through a Holy Spirit lens. We look at it through a biblical lens, not through the lens of the world. We, we change our system of measurement. That's what we need to do. We've got to change our system of measurement. Here's an example. In the world today, you know, you want things. Everybody wants things, things. It's all about things. But those things don't bring you any, any real joy. They might bring you temporal joy. They might be a blessing. They might make things a little bit easier but you'll still find the void like that, like that reggaeton guy I was just talking about. You know, he, he had all those things. But what did he say? He said, you know what? I, none of them filled a void. That's just like me and all the other people that I knew in Hollywood. None of those things filled a void. No matter how much money, you just want more. You just want more. No, no, I know people that have the biggest mansions you can imagine, and they sit in there lonely and depressed. So many celebrities are depressed why? Why are they depressed? Well, they're depressed because they haven't filled their heart with the Holy Spirit. They haven't changed their system of measurement. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Many Christians are using the world's system of measurement, and that's why you're anxious. That's why you're fearful. Because even though you're a Christian and you're saved and you're on your way to heaven, you haven't changed the system of measurement. How do I know this? Because I've dealt with this. We still apply the world's system of measurement and then we we look at it through you know uh, a semi-christian lens but we're still using them their measurement and so it's really worldly we've got to somehow discipline ourselves 
to, to go into the secret place and to let the Lord show us the blessing for a person that's lost a child. They know the pain of losing a child. Maybe that's you. Somebody that has a child and hasn't lost a child, they can look at your life and say, man, you have no idea how blessed you are. You have no idea how blessed you are that you have that child. That child, you don't even know how much that child's worth. And a lot of times we take it for granted. Married person, your spouse married you. They literally took on all your stuff, all your stuff. You have some weird habits. Do you know that? So do I. And they, they said, you know what? I'm going to love this person enough for better or for worse. I'm going to be with them. I'm going to marry them. Now, what we don't understand about that is, you know, we start looking at all the negative. Well, you know, they do this wrong. They do that wrong. They do this wrong. And, and we start becoming, the devil uh, successfully gets in between us and starts turning us against each other with our spouse. Has that ever happened in your situation? Meanwhile, this person loved you enough to say, I'm going to marry them for their whole life, no matter what, better or for worse. But the devil gets in and starts changing our perspective. It's all about perspective. They took on your stuff. So what, what about that person that's praying for a spouse for 20 years and they're still believing that God is going to bring that person, but God hasn't brought that person yet? Or for whatever reason, they're in that situation. And they have their own blessings. And we'll get to that in a minute. But they'll, they'll sit there and tell you, you have no idea how lucky you are to be married to that person. And you sit there and you look at your spouse and you say, I'm lucky to be married to them. Do you know that they do this with their clothes? Do you know that they pick their nose when people aren't looking and do this weird stuff with their underwear? And I mean, all this stuff that you really know when you're in a marriage. But the deal is, see, the other person is seeing it from a different perspective, a different set of eyes. This is what I'm trying to tell you. We've got to change our perspective. And that's how we understand. We focus on Jesus and not the storm. Because we start looking at all the benefits and the blessings that God has given us. We're in America. We're not in the third world. We're not, or you know, you're in a, in a country where you're able to have a roof over your head, protection, safety, food, shelter, meals every day. I mean, you know, all these things that God allows us to have that we take for granted because our perspective, we're looking at things and we're measuring from a worldly perspective. Are you getting something out of this? So, so we look, so, okay, single person. You're sitting here and you're like, well, what about me? I've been waiting for this many years. Okay, you know what? There's married people right now that are in a difficult situation. They have a, a absolute terror as a spouse. And some of you know what I mean. And you say, well, then how, is that, how, how am I blessed? Well, we'll get to you in a second. But let's, let's talk about the, the person that's, that's not married. And, and they're, they're looking at a situation. And meanwhile, the person that's married to a terror, a demonized person that's giving them H-E-L-L every day. And they're like, single person, you have no idea how lucky you are. You get to go out whenever you want. You get to do whatever you want. Set your own schedule. You don't have to worry about all these other things. So see, everybody's got a blessing in their own situation. Okay, let's get to the person that's married. And that's just one of the blessings of many of being single. You are in a period of time where you can fully, like the Apostle Paul, fully operate in your calling and you don't have anything really holding you back. I know that you may not realize that, but right now, if you just go full force in your calling and press into Jesus like you've never had before, God is going to do so much in this season of your life. How do I know? Because he did that with me. When I finally got it, when I finally understood my identity, wasn't in another person. My identity's in Christ. And when I did that, guess what? My wife came pretty soon after that. Okay, let's talk about the married person that's, that's in a terrible relationship. You say, well, the, what you said earlier doesn't apply to me. True. But here's the deal with this. 
you still are a free will individual. You don't have to succumb to the terror that your spouse is trying to put on you. Let them wallow in their misery, but you go out and do what you need to do. Have your own identity, even though you're in a marriage. It's possible. How do I know? My mom did it. She was in a very difficult marriage for many, many years. And she decided not to get divorced. But you know what she did? She had her own life. She had her own ministry. She helped so many people. She didn't let the devil hold her back or hold her down. She got firm in her marriage and she said, I'm going to church. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And as mean and nasty as my father was, he couldn't stand up to her because she got chutzpah. And you know what? My mom found peace and joy in her life. And she's a happy woman. But she's always been in a difficult marriage. My father is one of the most difficult people you will ever meet in your life. Now he has dementia. But when he was, you know, had his full cognitive abilities, he was a very nasty man. Very mean man. And we, we had to deal with this. But you know what? That's just one of the things that the Lord used to teach us, to mold us, to shape us. See, everybody's got a thorn. The apostle Paul had a thorn. We don't really know what the thorn was, but there was something that was impeding him, something that was difficult in his life. But he learned to be a glass half full guy. Even when he was in prison, he wrote, you know, some of the letters. And those letters were powerful, and we use them today to the, to the different churches. He, he understood that to live is Christ, to die is gain. That's what we need to do. It's all about perspective. It's all about the thermometer that we use to measure our situation. And this is where we got to get God's perspective. Now, we're going to get into the health matters. We're going to get into some other matters when we come back after this break. I hope you're making the connection today, because if you are, you're going you're gonna to look through the, the, the God lens instead of Satan's lens for your life. And you're going to be appreciative and start praising God for what he's done. Amen. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato show, otherwise known as the remnant. We're so thankful to be streaming live around the world right now, wherever you're tuning in, or if you're tuning in on social media, thank you. If you're tuning in on the podcast. Thank you so much. We thank you that you tune into these programs. It means a lot to me that we can have these types of conversations. I think we need to. They help me. I hope they help you. Uh, We're talking about focusing on Jesus rather than the storm, which is very important. And, uh, you know, part of it is endurance and perseverance. You know, James 1, 2 through 4, it reminds us to count it all joy when we face trials, knowing that they produce endurance. So how do we find joy in adversity? I mean, really, not just like the Christian cliche, like, oh, blessed and highly favored me while you're hurting. No, I'm talking about you really find it. Well, I think what we've established today is it comes down to perspective and the, the lens that we're looking through and the thermometer that we're using to measure. Are we using the fleshly measurement or are we using the spiritual, the, the Holy Spirit-inspired measurement? That's going to be determinative of how we're going to operate how we're going to you know when you have the storms of life like five different things happening at once some of you had a really tough year we've had a a decent year but there have been some pretty significant challenges but you know there's been some great victories so I don't want to say it's been a bad year it's been a good year but we've had some significant challenges but we've had other years that had worse challenges now some of you though this has been one of your worst years and I know many of you it has and look the enemy is using all different kinds of tactics You've gotten deeper in your walk with Jesus. You're, you're more serious about your faith than ever before, but you're also dealing with significant stress, anxiety. And so I think that's what, this is a, a step into maturity in Christ. This is another level for you. Whether you're a new believer or you've been in Christ for many years, God is taking you to a new, newer level. 
new level, new devil, right? And the deal is, is that even though the storms are crazier, maybe than ever, it's the thermometer that you're now going to use. So you're able to handle more because your faith is stronger. And you've learned to understand that when these things happen, the devil is trying to derail you because you're going deeper than you've ever been. You're, you're having more revelation. You're in the word more. You become more of a prayer warrior. People are now relying on your faith. They're looking to you. You are an example to others. So now you're a bigger threat than ever to the devil. And so he's trying harder than ever. But you understand that. You understand that he's trying harder than ever. And that's why his plan won't work. Because ultimately you're on God's team. <laughs> so we're going to seek God for refuge. In Psalm 46.1, it tells us that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. So how do we draw near to him in time of trouble? How can we find joy in the midst of the adversity? Well, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 emphasizes the importance of encouragement. We've got to encourage one another. That's why we're connected to the remnant core or to a group of people that have a similar uh, faith that we do and, and, and believe in the things that we do from the Bible, Jesus, you know, they love the Lord. And so they're going to encourage you. They're going to stand with you even in the storm. They're going to support you. So it's, it's support from the Christian community. It's encouragement and encouraging ourselves, getting into the word. You know, God promises us peace. In John 14, 27, he reminds us of Jesus's promise of peace that passes understanding. How can we experience the peace? Well, we've got to surrender to God's will. In Romans 8, 28, Paul assures us that all things work together for good for those who love God. So we've got to get to a point where we trust God so much and we don't lean on our own vision, our own understanding. We lean on him, his spirit, his presence. In the middle of the, the toughest storm, we, we seek God's strength through prayer, through, through scripture reading, through communing in, in his presence. And yes, taking communion. And we, and we commune with him. And we say, Lord, I'm laying this down. We've got to learn to lay things down. Very difficult burdens, very difficult trials. We say, look, I can't even, I can't bear this burden. My son is addicted to drugs and alcohol. My daughter is in rebellion. My spouse is in rebellion. I'm just giving examples. Uh, you know, my finances, I have no idea how I'm going to pay these bills. But Lord, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to lay this down at the foot of your cross. I am not going to bear this burden. It's too heavy for me to bear. And so I'm going to officially lay this down and say, I don't know how you're going to fix it, but you're going to fix it. Now, this doesn't mean that we just stop working or we just don't do anything. We have to be a people of action because faith without works is dead. So we do our part. We do everything that we know to do. We, we seek revelation and strategy from God in our prayer time. But when all that has been said and done, we lay it down. And we don't bear the anxiety and the stress because otherwise it's too much. And, and our yoke is easy. Our burden is light. Why? Because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. God is not surprised by your situation. Nothing caught him by surprise. He takes care of the birds of the air. He takes care of the fish of the sea. Is he going to take care of you? Yeah, he is. Trust him. 
Trust him. Is he gonna is he gonna fix your marriage somehow? I don't know how it's gonna happen. But Lord, you're gonna give me strategy. You're gonna give me strength. You know, singles are, you know, if you're dealing with loneliness or maybe you're coveted in somebody's situation, Lord, I need you to be my husband. I need you to be everything in my life right now. And I know some people get mad when people say, Jesus is my husband. Yeah, I, I understand that. I'm just saying he's your everything. He's enough. He fills your heart. He fills the void. Loneliness is another tactic of the devil to get us distracted from our calling. Depression is a lie from the pit of hell. You've got to rebuke it. I rebuke this depression. When the discouragement came on me, within an hour, I was in my prayer room. I'm no better than you. I was in my prayer room discouraged. But then I called upon the Lord and he filled me and he changed my perspective. He gave me a different set of eyes to look at the things different. All of a sudden, my little daughter, my wife, sleeping in that next room over was like, man, you're so lucky and blessed to have them. Are you kidding me? You know how many people would die to be in your situation? Look at your home that you have. It's a blessing. Look, I, you know, I allow you to pastor a group of people. That's because I trust you. You should be blessed by that. I mean, all of a sudden, it was like my little woe is me party, pity party, turned into me feeling so incredibly grateful for what God gave me already. And that's what we, we change the perspective That's what focusing on Jesus is. Whatever your situation, if I didn't get to it today, you've got to apply what I'm saying. Glass half full person. Look, ask the Lord to give you the gratitude. Lay down your burden at the foot of the cross. Lay down your burdens. You say, Pastor, I just lost several people that I love. We'll understand it better by and by. I don't have the answer for you that's going to fix everything. But what I do have, and by the way, there is a time for mourning, and that's okay. But what I know to be true is the Lord will renew your strength. He will give you every single bit of what you need to get through this time. And we can be transparent. We're not always blessed and highly favored. Sometimes we're down. But that's when we call upon the Lord. That's when we commune with him and we lay down our burdens and we change the thermometer that we're measuring our situation with. And we get a new set of eyes, his set of eyes. You know what I'm saying? And then it changes. So we, and, and so here's the, the wrap up, okay? Let me, let me remember Psalm 107.29 here. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. So let's, let's go ahead and close in prayer right now and just believe that what was spoke today, I hope something has connected with you. Focus on Jesus and not the storm. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that guides us through the storms of life. Help us to trust in your plan. Find peace in your presence. Support and encourage one another in our faith. Let this message connect in the hearts and minds of those listening in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, we got about a minute left here. There's a lot of people making a lot of promises and there's a lot of hopium out there that people are addicted to. They're addicted to hopium, but the true hope and the true rest that's going to be lasting and sustainable is when we make the connection that we're talking about today. We find the peace that passes understanding. We get into the word of God. We love him with all of our heart. We trust him with all of our heart. 
We don't lean on our own understanding. We acknowledge him in everything that we do. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on your own understanding. He's going to guide your path. He's guiding you right now. He's going to guide you home. He's going to get you to where you need to be. So be blessed. Be encouraged. God is with you. If you are a Christian, you are in the world, but you're not of the world. You are a citizen of heaven. Lay your burden down. Lay it down right now in the name of Jesus. Find rest and peace in him. Focus on Jesus and not the storm. Amen. PastorTodd.org. Let me know if this helped you at all. I love you guys. We'll see you soon. Hey, friends, thank you so much for tuning in to today's important broadcast. I hope that you got something out of it. You know, I was talking to my wife last night. I said the worst thing to me in the ministry is having to ask for money. I just hate it. I know many of you have been burned by other ministries. And so, you know, it's it's totally understandable. I get it. However, we can't do this without your support. And uh, it's a David versus Goliath situation. And thank you to those that do support us. I can't tell you how much we appreciate you. I read letters every day, emails every day of people all around the world that tell us they're impacted by this ministry. So it's very hard for me. You know, I actually thought about it yesterday. I said, maybe I need to, you know, do something else during the day. And, you know, because I just, I, I hate having to worry about it, you know, and I don't, I mean, I shouldn't worry about it, but you know, we have some expenses and sometimes it can be a little discouraging. So what I'm going to do is just put out this, this fleece and say, maybe you're supporting another ministry and maybe they have enough money. Maybe, maybe you can switch over and help us. Uh, or, you know, maybe you listen to this broadcast regularly, but you never considered donating. Just pray about it, please. All right. That's all I'm going to say. I love you. I appreciate you. And thank you again to our partners and those that do donate to this ministry. I can't tell you how much it means to us. You can go to pastortodd.org or you can go to toddcoconato.com slash give. Todd Coconato, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O.com slash give. And that's how you can support us and pray about becoming a monthly partner. All right. Love you guys. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon.